Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. We were probably at just under 600 employees and we were experiencing a lot of turnover. So we had people leaving, um, you know, we're hearing uh, there's a lot more job availability or people are making the decision that, you know, maybe they need to stay home now because of uh, what's going on with COVID and things that they're dealing with with their family or their children. But I, we felt that it was more than that. That's certainly a piece of it. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who've built award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. In today's episode, John Duisberg sits down with Renee Henderson, Executive Vice President of Operations and Business Development at American Auto Shield, to unpack their rapid growth of nearly 500 new positions added over the last five years across 11 states, as well as their transformational journey of focusing more intentionally on employee engagement amid the impacts felt around the Great Resignation. You'll learn about the significant challenges they've been overcoming with employee retention and the impetus of American Auto Shield hiring a full-time leader solely dedicated to employee engagement and a huge investment in creating a great place to work where employees are highly valued and given the intentional support to grow in their careers. We hope you walk away from this episode as inspired as we did. Enjoy. All right, Renee, thank you so much for joining us on the great retention today. I'm super excited to, to jump in and, and hear your journey, the journey with American Auto Shield, you know, just the experience, the lessons learned uh, for our audience, Renee, um, if you don't mind, share us a little bit about American Auto Shield, if you can just kind of give us an overview about the business and just so our audience knows just um, overall about the company. We're a third party administrator. Uh, our number one priority is taking care of our contract holders who have bought the service contracts that we're administering for. So when I first started with the company in middle of 2019, we had just under 100 employees and 75 of those were in the contact center. So they were answering phones, uh, handling the claims for our customers. And you know, prior to my joining and even during my tenure, we did not succeed in delivering to our customer. We were struggling with uh, keeping up pace with the growth, uh, keeping enough employees uh, in the, getting in the, them in the company. And you know, we earned some of the poor reputation uh, that we had at the time. However, in the last two years, we worked really hard to turn that around. And I think we've done a great job. We currently have just under 650 employees. And 520 or so of those are actually in the contact center now, taking care of our customers, interacting with them on a daily basis uh, with claims, uh, answering the phone payments, things like that. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And and so I know a call center, um, you know, just customer service can be tough, 
right? It's, mm -hmm. you know, a, a yeah. lot of times <laughs> when people are calling, it's not because they're, you know, in a great mood, right? And so, you know, large majority of your your team, you know, the employees at American Auto Shield are in that that call center role or call, you know, customer right. service role. So talk to us a little bit about, about the culture, right? So tell us a little bit about, I, I'd love to hear, you know, what does culture mean to you as an executive leader, but also about American Auto Shield? And, and it sounds like you've had significant growth over the last couple of years as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit, maybe how that, that culture has, has evolved as well. What, culture to me is how we interact with each other. Um, I think, you know, collaboration, respect, that sets the tone for everything that we do. And if we do that well, uh, then we're going to be able to execute successfully. Uh, it, you know, it was easy when we were in the office. Uh, we, you could see, you could feel the culture. You could walk around the contact center. You could gather people in a conference room, plan activities after work. You could meet in the break room. Um, so it was a, a little bit easier to do all of that. But when we went remote, that becomes much more difficult. You're dealing with everyone, you know, like through a camera or over the phone. Um, so we have to put a lot more effort into it. And we kind of let our culture get away from us. I think we weren't, not that we were ignoring it, but we were so focused on keeping things moving, um, handling all the hiring that we were having to do when we went work from home, that we were focused on those foundation, foundational items to kind of keep mm -hmm. the business running make sure we're taking care of our customers. And once we got those things in place, then we really started turning our eye to, you know, we have to start taking better care of our employees and we really need to start focusing on developing and uh, fostering a culture here at the company because, you know, we can hire people in, but we have to give them a reason to stay and culture is a big part of that. So we've, we've spent a lot of time in the past six to eight months, really focusing on that and have a lot of in great initiatives planned to keep that continuing that. Yeah, I like what you said, you know, you spend all this time, energy, resources to, to, to bring people in, but then you got to keep, <laughs> you got to give them a reason to stay, right? So right. I, I, you know, that I totally, totally understand that. And now my understanding is it's a, it's a remote work culture, right? It's remote work is the, um, the way that you're operating today at American Auto Shield. So how have you approached an engagement strategy, you know, just given the dynamics, right? Remote, call center, you know, customer support. How have you focused on increasing that in sense of engagement, giving people, I guess, a, a reason to stay at American Auto Shield? Yeah, when we made the decision to stay work from home, that was uh, probably mid-2020, or 21, actually, uh, we started that focus. We made the decision to hire a full-time employee engagement manager. Uh, you know, several of us in the company were working on engagement, you know, here or there, trying to get things going, but we also had our regular responsibilities. So we knew that if we were going to get serious about it, we had to hire someone that that was going to be their full-time job. So we brought that person in and she's very focused on those forward moving engagement initiatives, um, getting things in place for our employees to get them more engaged. But it also starts back with our recruiting initiatives. So we made a change in how we were recruiting, make it a much more seamless process for candidates. We're doing things to try to attract 
uh, more candidates to the company. You know, we're on all the sites and giving them um, not just the job description of, you know, here's what, what you're going to do when you come in, but also trying to give them a feel of what the company's like. Um, we, you know, have current employee testimonials, things that they can see, and we're working on day in the life videos. And then once we hire them, they accept the offer. We knew that we were going to have to improve our onboarding experience. So you can't just throw them into a, a position, expect them to succeed. We have to spend more time in that onboarding to make them comfortable with what they're going to be doing, give them a great overview of the company um, and how their role is going to fit within uh, with how everybody else is doing. And then also training, providing you know, world-class training. So we've made significant investments in that part of our company. We've grown the training organization. We've hired instructional designers to make sure that we're developing content and delivery methods that are going to work for uh, different people. Um, everybody learns differently. So we have to approach that in the right way. And then we do regular check-ins with our employees, 30, 60, 90 days. Um, are, you know, the standard format, but we have a really robust performance management framework. So people know, you know, the role that they're coming in. Uh, we practice pay transparency. And then we also outline a path for them. You know, where could they go in that current role? What are other positions within the company that they could train or uh, do some additional education to move into those types of positions. So we, again, back to that, giving them a reason to stay, you know, we want them to look yeah. at this as a career, not just a job. Yeah. So you, you just shared a lot of great insights there, Renee. So I want to, <laughs> um, I want to focus in on a couple things there. So you, you, you shared that, you know, you and the executive team made a decision to have a full-time dedicated person mm -hmm. on employee engagement. Right. Um, and so what I hear from a lot of leaders is that, you know, conceptually, yeah, we all, we all want this. We think that it's important, but everyone kind of takes bits and pieces of it and it's, there's not a cohesive strategy. And so the fact right. that your team made that decision to make that investment, talk to us a little bit about how that came about, you know, how did the executive team say, okay, you know what, this is something we're going to invest in. We're going to, you know, essentially get serious about this. And so when did that happen? What, how many employees even were you at that point? Um, what was kind of the critical sparks or the things that you said, okay, we're going to make this decision now. And I'm just thinking for other leaders, you know, when, when, if I'm another, you know, leader, when should I make that decision? At what point does mm -hmm. it make sense? So if you, you can share yeah. a little more on that, that'd be helpful. I mean, I wish we would have made the decision sooner. I initially, when it hit us is, um, you know, last summer, we were probably at just under 600 employees and we were experiencing a lot of turnover. So we had people leaving, um, you know, we're hearing, you know, it's the economy and uh, there's a lot more job availability or people are making the decision that, you know, maybe they need to stay home now because of uh, what's going on with COVID and things that they're dealing with with their family or their children. But I, we felt that it was more than that. That's certainly a piece of it. But we also felt that where there are so many opportunities now for employees that if they're not happy in a role, there's another role out there for them. It's not like it was years ago when it was it was hard to find jobs. So there's so many jobs that again it gets back to that we have to figure out a reason to keep make them want to stay. 
And that's when we decided that, you know, we were not doing a great job with that engagement portion of it and that we really needed to have somebody come in and focus on it. You know, I was trying to do my best. That's not my strength is the engagement piece. And the uh, Jennifer is the person who we hired. She's really good at that. You know, she's got great ideas, uh, great background in that. And having that dedication really moved us um, you know, months ahead of where we would have been if, if we hadn't done that. So the other thing that you shared, I thought, I thought was interesting was that, you know, so, so a lot of times when people think of Gen Z millennials, you know, younger demographics, it's like, you know, the happy hours, the pool tape, you know, those kind of, kind of things. But you, you spoke a little bit differently. You, you spoke about a career path. You spoke about, mm-hmm. you know, having consistent performance management, right? And right. I guess performance bonuses around that. And so I think there's maybe a stereotype <laughs> that, you know, that's not yeah. important to a younger demographic, but from what I'm hearing from you is that that's a, a critical part of your engagement strategy or keep reasons for people to stay. Is Am I, am I reading that right? I believe it is. I, I believe everyone wants feedback. You know, they, they want to know how they're doing. Uh, they don't want to wait for the annual review to find out that they weren't hitting the mark. And so that's why we've set more um, frequent and timely feedback uh, with our employees, because I think they want to know so that they, they can make the corrections needed. You know, I always say like nobody wakes up in the morning saying to themselves, how can I go in and um, really mess things up today? I think everybody wakes up wanting to go in and do a good job. They want to make an impact. And at the end of the day, they want to feel like they made a difference. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that, you know, give them that feeling of accomplishment um, and that they are making a contribution uh, that's not just, you know, punching a time clock. It absolutely makes sense. And, and so we, we, you know, we've kind of touched on some of these areas that you've been experiencing, but, you know, the, the big buzzword right now that I, that I hear from a lot of leaders is, uh, you know, the great resignation. So people moving job, move, you know, looking for another job, whether they're not appreciated, they don't feel like they have that career path, whatever it might be. Um, but now in terms of the, where we are in the industry, you know, they might be able to find that other job. How has American Auto Shield been impacted by the great resignation or has it, you know, are there any, are there specific things that you've done to be intentional or proactive um, to, again, give people a, a reason to stay. And I think, you know, you've, you shared some of that already. I'm just curious, anything else that comes to mind when it comes to offsetting that, the great resignation? Yes, absolutely. We were impacted by what everyone's terming as the great reg- resignation. And we, I think it kind of snuck up on us uh, when we realized that, you know, we were seeing more people leave and the result, you know, there's more jobs available and people aren't going to stick around if they don't feel that it's like an ideal situation for them um, as far as where they're going to go every day. And so we, one of the first things that we did is we partnered with a company called Talent Suite and Predictive Index. And we started using that, their tools and their platform to get a better sense of what drives and motivates people. And we do this all the way from initial recruiting. So candidates that apply will do this quick five-minute assessment. And then all of our existing employees at the time uh, took the assessment also. And that's really given us a much 
better tool to be able to understand kind of what makes people tick. What, what are the things that are going to work, not work for them in the position? And it's also helped us get people in the right position. You know, sometimes you can have an employee who's just great attitude, shows up every day, wants to do a great job. Maybe the role that you have them in isn't quite right. And so we can either help develop their skills or get them in a role. We have lots of different jobs within the organization that is a better fit for them. Um, and it, you know, is a good situation for all of us that we retain an employee. So we use those tools. We also partnered with Cool Leaf um, to develop and use the platform for employee recognition uh, and rewards for employees. So it was a great way to quickly implement a tool where we could engage with people, use the resources there that Cool Leaf had developed uh, without having to spend a lot of time developing that on our own. But when we had our engagement manager come in, that was one of the first things that she worked on was getting that implemented. And then we're also working on a, a launch of a company intranet platform. Right now, all of our communication is done via email and that's not terribly effective. Um, so the company intranet will be a kind of a one-stop shop for company communication and it'll be the place where employees can go and they can get to all the tools and resources they need in order to do their job. Got it. Yeah, no, that's super helpful, Renee. So, so just to kind of sum up what I, what I heard is one, it's actually taking the time through the predictive index to understand the personality type, the strengths, you know, where people are going to thrive and then helping to place them um, mm -hmm. in the role maybe even the manager. So that's really interesting. Um, you know, that the, you're in even going to the recruiting process um, doing that. So I think that's really, yeah. really interesting. Uh, one other thing that we've done is we've spent a lot of time also investing in our management team. So from the team lead on up, making sure that we're giving them the skills and the tools necessary so that they can be better managers to their direct reports. Um, you know, we, we're moving quickly. We were growing so fast. Uh, we were, a lot of employees were getting put in, promoted into like team lead positions, and we weren't really preparing them for that. You know, we taught right. them how, here's how you do a timesheet, you know, that kind of thing, but right. not how to really grow and develop their staff, have those tough conversations that as a manager, you know, you need to learn how to have. So we've spent time investing in what we call a leadership academy to develop that level of our organization as well. Yeah, no, really interesting. So, um, you know, focusing on your, your people leaders, um, you know, just because someone's a great, you know, operational employee doesn't mean they're a great mm -hmm. people leader, right? So that, that right. makes total sense. The predictive index, I, I like that. You mentioned recognition. So just mm -hmm. appreciating, rewarding individuals, you know, that means a lot to people. Right. And this is, this is all, I guess, it, like you said earlier, it's not just one thing. It's, it's an mm -hmm. overall kind of focus and strategy that you're committing to. Right. Um, yeah, no, this is, this is really helpful, Renee. I, I appreciate you sharing just the experience, right? Just kind of the, the real lessons learned, um, you know, that you've gone through over these last couple of years. So, so as we wrap up, you know, the final question for, for leaders who are, who are listening, maybe, you know, Hey, they've made the decision to have a work, a remote work, you know, environment. Um, 
but our, but but understand the need around engagement. Is there is there any other kind of lessons learned, practical advice that you would share um, that that might help other leaders as they're looking to navigate uh, the the great resignation, engagement, and so forth? Sure, I I think it's important to make yourself available uh, and open to feedback. And by available, I mean encourage people to email you, message you, grab time on your calendar from all levels of the organization in order to let you know how things are going, how they're feeling about the company, their jobs, changes that we're making, changes they think we need to make. We hold regular skip level meetings. I've personally attended the team meetings at the team lead level to talk to people. And a lot of people won't take you up on that. They may not think that you're sincere, but if you keep up the practice and make sure that you're talking to those that do reach out, because they're usually talking for 10 or 20 other people that didn't feel comfortable coming to you. So I think that's important. And, and then taking, listening to the feedback, you know, I've been guilty, still guilty sometimes of not maybe listening or reacting the way I should have. But if I think if you can take the time to reflect on what they told you, there's a lot of good ideas there. You know, they're, they're at the front line, most of them. So they know a lot better than you do about what's actually going on or the impact that some yeah. of the changes that you're making are having. Thank you so much, Renee. This is, uh, this is so helpful. I know this is top of mind for many, many leaders right now. Just, you know, attracting, retaining talent is huge priority. Um, so to hear from, hear from you, um, you know, executive leader at American Auto Shield, large call center environment, remote work. I mean, your experience and, and these lessons learned are super valuable for other leaders. So I really appreciate you, uh, you sharing with us today. Thank you, John. It was my pleasure. That wraps up another edition of The Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero and the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people-first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, Go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Cool Leave podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.